0: Today we talk about anti-Semitism, Jesse Smollett, National Emergencies, and much, much more on today's episode. Hello, America. I'm Matt. And I'm Ben, and we're the Free Will Podcast. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Free Will Podcast. It has been a very long time. We had a rough January to say the least, but we're back on the saddle and we got Chase and Dom with us. So say hi, guys. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the carrots. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's Should a, a the... behind-the-scenes joke. But
1: <laughs> so we
0: got a lot to cover, though. So uh we're just gonna get right into it. um So I want to talk about now the Colin Kaepernick situation. So yes, I'm so excited Kaepernick- for this one. Kaepernick got a big time payout with the NFL and what is estimated to be around 60 to 80 million dollars in grievances for not having a job over the last three years. What? wow, that is payday central! Like, that's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, uh, who wants to start this?
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have my opinions about his football, and I think that's At,
2: outside yes, as the 49ers guy, what do you think? Not, not, not regarding maybe his political side, mostly his football potential side. What do you think? He's
0: terrible, and everybody got film on him, and he stopped practicing, and it showed. That's it's pretty simple for me. But... Dude, I don't
2: know. I don't know if he's that terrible because I just I looked at his stats, and the one, two, three, four, and the six se- in the six seasons he played, he's not that bad. He had twelve thousand two hundred seventy-one passing yards, seventy-two touchdowns, thirty interceptions, and also two thousand three hundred rushing yards with thirteen touchdowns. You know why he, though? Because but
1: he, he, two... he
2: now hang on. He also made it to the Super Bowl, and they had a they had a
0: chance to win that game, which well, is fine, was... Dom. I agree. But those two to three years were so phenomenal that it totally like just ignores the other three years of him having, like, a 49 passer rating and, like, more tu- more interceptions and touchdowns in every single one of those seasons. So, but the football thing is one thing. But I want I want to talk more about the whole, like, did the NFL do this because they genuinely blackballed him? Like, what do you guys think about this? Because, like, obviously this was for the 68 million grievances because he was supposedly being blackballed and they were telling teams to collude against him and not sign it.
2: Well I just kind of I, I want to just say this like real quick I think the problem was that people didn't quite understand like why he was taking needed in that shot I think people like were sidetracked and he said like because he hated America he didn't hate, he doesn't like hate or and our, he hates our troops he, that's not why he did He did it for like justice towards African Americans who were shot and killed by white police officers for no other reason. So that's why he took the knee. He took the knee because that's what will get people's attention going for this movement, not because
1: he hates soldiers. Well, I mean, I all. think it's completely disrespectful for a new kneel for the American for the national anthem when the American flag is symbolic of everything that you can stand everything that this country is built upon with freedom, liberty, and you being able to pursue anything you want, because there's not many other countries out there that you can that you can play professionally a sport <laughs> and make that much money, getting sixty million dollars for not playing.. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that is the flag that you're kneeling for, the the country that is allowing you to do literally nothing and make sixty million dollars.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> for me. I feel like my problem just kind of lies in the fact that you're that rich. You're that famous. There's so many different ways you can protest police brutality without having to disrespect the troops and disrespect the anthem. Like, that's my problem. It's not necessarily that he did kneel. It's just
1: the way he chose to go about the whole thing. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, there you can choose to protest no matter how you can protest however you like. And there's consequences for that because you're not going to just go around. You're not going to kneel for the flag and assume nothing is going to happen when it is, it is a disrespectful thing to do. You can do it, but at the end of the day, the NFL can say what they want about that. They can let you play or not from that. Cause they're a business, <laughs> but, but on a, on a bigger note, that is disrespectful for all of the men and women who've died serving the country to make it possible for him to play football as a sport rather than having him being just a slave worker to the state like in many communist countries of the past and present. Or like a- he wants, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. to me it is absurd that he, that he can be this disrespectful for a country that is not oppressed <clears throat> one bit. He's not look, you don't look at Colin Kaepernick and say that is oppression.
2: I mean he, he got he got blackballed for like three years. I mean Okay, dude, I don't he, think see, listen, see, he, that's the Wait hang on hang on hang on real quick I just want I just wanna say this and then I, I I see where you're coming from. And like <laughs> like we said like we said, I my my uncle he's in the service right now. He went to Afghanistan. I think he came home. I'm not sure. We have to text him, but and I still sign with Kaepernick. Listen, the part of a protest, you gotta do something that will get people focused. Protest is to make you feel uncomfortable, and this is making him feel comfortable. He's put on this platform that he can like represent, like so many that he can represent people who don't have that much of a voice as he does. So that's why I don't have a problem with this. And listen, yet yeah, it he did he kneeled during the anthem for this protest. Because that he knew what would get people's attention, and he did it know, knowing the risk that like he will probably like people are not gonna like this.
1: Well, he doesn't. At the end of the day, he doesn't have like that job. He isn't entitled to play for the NFL, and that yes, is everyone. You're not entitled to a, a certain job. I do want to say though, Ben, real quick, like back
0: on something Dom said before he um, started making his point. That he, I don't think he was blackballed. Yes, he was colluded against to not get hired. Like anybody with a brain and two eyes <laughs> would see that. But it wasn't because of his race. It was for political reasons. But it had not like people didn't look at Colin Kaepernick well, and say, "We're not going to sign be him." because of what he did. I'm not yes, saying
2: he got blackballed that because of his race. Blackball. I'm saying
0: he got blackballed because of what he did. Okay, so, look, you know, look. The look, definition look. of blackballing is being withheld from something, being not allowed to have a certain opportunity because of the color of your skin, in particular being black. And that's not what happened. Like, that's it. You can argue that he was colluded against because he protested and they didn't like that. He protested, which is fine. But the fact of the matter is teams didn't look at Kaepernick and say, we're not going to sign him because he is black. That did not happen.
3: See, look, the thing is, like, he has every right to sit and kneel for the national anthem. But the NFL has every right to kick him out of their company absolutely exactly I agree. I agree 100% it's a yeah, it's an organization it's
1: a company yeah i mean which, even if it
3: was or even if it was which it wasn't like racially motivated they could do it anyways i mean it's fine it's a private company i'm not saying like the fact you know that if they did it racially it's fine but like to a legal extent it is
1: i mean yeah, the absolutely. nfl is selling it's selling a product and anything that is bad for a business if they are losing money with that product you have to get rid of that and if Colin Kaepernick kneels for the national anthem and if that hurts ratings, it hurts ratings and they have to, they have to seek what's in their best interest. Yeah, I, I get that from
2: a business perspective. I want this, this happened a while ago, but I'm very curious. What'd you guys think of him being on the, uh, the just do it. He was, he was, I think he was the spokesperson of the 30th, just do it campaign. Yeah. I
1: remember, what were you? I, 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 I don't think that he should have. On there. There's I was gonna so- say I didn't people-
0: like it, but that w- one thing I will say is I think both sides kind of got it a little wrong. Like the right said, it's gonna destroy their sales and they're not gonna be able to do anything because they did this. And then the left was like, "See how good the sales are doing?" And to an extent, both were right because in America, yeah. their sales plummeted through the floor, but globally, their sales
1: skyrocketed. But
2: so- did you guys burn any
0: Nikes?
1: No, I didn't. No. Well, yeah. one thing I have, I've, it's not really doing anything. If you spend money to buy the shoes that you burn at the end of the day, you just have a product that's now useless. That at you the end of the day,
0: on. you just burn money. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't. I've kind of gone out of my way to like not buy Nike. Oh yeah, products. I'm not going to
1: buy another Nike product. I find myself because, buying of, $1, because of this. Because well, of this, you're not going to buy Nike because of this. There's so many people who've sacrificed their lives for this country. And then you have right. sacrificed everything for someone who's getting paid a ton of money for playing a sport. And okay. then when they're out of the sport, they're still getting a ton of money. That's just not sacrificing everything. <clears throat> and and I mean, again, listen, they you said- so many people. But I they chose- there, there was a lot of... I'm not
2: saying that, like... I, what I'm saying is I liked it. Because, listen... I know he still got money, but you could have been like a you could have been a very successful NFL quarterback. I really do think he could have been, and the fact he chose he chose to, did he chose doing this over that. So he, I he, I he, disagree. He sacrificed, he, sacrificed, he sacrificed a lot, and now finally he's he's somewhat
3: he he, you I, know, he
2: got he got back he can't get back into the NFL now. And I uh, okay, okay okay okay
3: okay. So the issue with it is he's trying to milk everyone he possibly can out of money. That's exactly. my issue with it. Like, he's kind of using this political stuff to make money of his own because he's managed to get, like, Nike scholarship, you know, scholarships. got in that college mood for right now. Uh, you know, sponsorships um, and a bunch of different stuff like that. And, you know, he claims that he's not doing it for the money when this um, new football league, the AAF Alliance. Um, offered him a couple million dollars to come play for them, and he said twenty dollars minimum, <laughs> or $20 twenty million, twenty million, minimum. yeah, twenty dollars, yeah, <laughs> twenty bucks you know. minimum.
0: In a big match. <laughs> it's movie. been a late night. No, I mean, um... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> no, and he yeah. did it in the NFL. I didn't, too. I didn't know about I remember. That. I didn't know about that. Yeah, and I also recall in the NFL, I think it was like a year and a half ago, <laughs> John Elway offered him a contract, but Kaepernick got- said. No, I want twenty million and I wanna be the starter. And I, I said I'm I sorry, but I can't wait, hang do
2: on. that. I do remember that. I don't think it was that. I think it was the I think I wanna look this up because I don't I don't wanna be wrong, but I think John said no and that and it was then because of money. But I, I don't know,
0: but I wanna I want to look <clears> look yeah, No, yeah, no Elway did say no. He said no because Kaepernick wanted to be the starting guy. And he wanted the money. And LA was like, I just can't promise you that. Like, that's just not something I can promise you because that's not fair to see, everybody. I don't,
2: else. I, don't I, I mean, I don't want to, like, I don't want to get into that because I thought it was the other way, but I don't entirely have the facts to prove it right now. So I'm not going to get into that. I would, I will say this, though. I just read this and I want to read this quote real quick. And this was from, uh, this was from his, uh, attorney. I think, wh- I think you're going to see within the next two weeks that somebody is going to step up and do the right thing and you want me to predict who, besides the Panthers, it would not surprise me if the Patriots' Rob, Bob Traff makes a move. That And that, I'm a Pats fan, so that would be exciting to see, like, maybe Colin be Tom Brady's successor and learn under a really <laughs> great quarterback and just evolve into this talent that I, I always thought he could become. So that I'm excited for that part of it. I don't think he's
1: excited anything. I think that... The NFL needs to think of, one, who's the best athlete for it. I don't think that he's the best athlete for it. And, two, they need to think of who's the most marketable athlete for it. And I, That's I why I people like
0: Cam Newton and Russell Wilson, those mobile quarterbacks can still make it by because they're not only great, if not better than Kaepernick, which I think they are, but they're also much more marketable than Kaepernick
2: is. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit
0: here and say that. I don't think Russell Wilson
2: or Cam Newton, or worse than Kaepernick. I I mean, I just can't say that. But I just feel that he's – I feel like he's, he's very – he's a very athletic quarterback, and I just – I'm I'm kind of excited to see him maybe back in the NFL. That, that But that's just me.
0: I think it's, it's going to be – a. I think, honestly, it's going to be a dud. I think he's going to come back, and he's going to be terrible. Nobody's really going to say anything, but, like, I'm going to just kind of be annoyed that we fought all this way to get him back in the league for everybody to act like he was going to be this Hall of Famer, and he's just not going to be –
3: See the issue is he's like convinced himself that he's in, to an extent oppressed or suppressed by the NFL and now mm-hmm. that he like believes that he deserves a starting spot on a team when in reality you know there's this thing called competition and the best <laughs> athlete wins out Yeah, and when you're not yeah, the best I'll... athlete out on the field I mean you've got guys coming up like like Kyler Murray and then you know a bunch of different people like that Oh yeah are like, I mean like ex- those, who are those like guys those guys leaps could be and stunned. bounds better than Colin Kaepernick. Um, you're gonna, you know, I mean, he just, he's greedy and he expects too much out of everyone because
1: he's oppressed by the system making millions of dollars a year. It, it really shows his, <laughs> it shows hypocrisy. And it also, it just shows that he, how much entitlement people feel and how people feel like they don't need <laughs> what they do. They They feel like they can just get it for free. And they can just go on their lives like that. They don't grow up and realize that competition is important and that that is how you tell the true merit of someone is if you go out there and earn it, you don't just go protest and call yourself oppressed and then feel like everyone else owes you everything.
0: Agreed. I like that. That's great. I think uh, that's a good spot to end it because we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) So. The next topic I want to talk about is Ilhan Omar's anti-Semitic comments. So Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar received bipartisan backlash for some anti-Semitic tweets she tweeted and retweeted this week. The first tweet was one she quoted about a Republican support saying, Quote, it's all about the Benjamins, baby, insinuating that Americans only support Israel because they are being paid to do so. So I wanted to talk about this one before I even move on to the next one, because it's going to get lost in the in the translation. So I just think it's insanely disingenuous. I think it's just pushing a political agenda to insinuate that the only reason Americans are supporting Israel is because of money.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, what what are we gonna get being a massive country with massive influence from a country the size of like I don't know, a state? I think
2: I think I think Israel, if I'm not mistaken, is around right the size of a Rhode Island.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean it's like they're not necessarily paying us. we we're putting resources into them. Exactly. We're well they're we're
1: essentially they're their entire military. With... With, I mean we're we're a lot of people's so
3: entire military If we want to go. Yeah. There. <laughs> I mean
1: they're more so helping us out with intelligence and with technolo- technology and I think that it is super crucial to aid them especially now oh, there's yeah. so much hate against Israelis and we and we get so much out of them. We get we trust they're the only <laughs> Middle Eastern country that we can truly trust and rely on.
2: Not I mean, just that, but I think a
1: big piece that nobody I mean, it's, really talks about—it's
2: important about, that we keep good ties with them. But like, I don't think we're making money off them necessarily. I don't think yeah, that's, that's the only that's reason. Well, I, mean, I think an important it's, thing it's, that nobody
0: really talks about is that Israel has ranked statistically the best intelligence in the entire world. Oh
2: yeah, they—they—they're they're
0: good. They're good, man. I'll tell you what. No, I mean I, I can't believe it. Like this is just the I mean the that second tweet is even crazier than this. you're not even gonna believe it. you're gonna have to do a double take if you haven't seen it yet. But I it's... I'm
2: trying to find the tweets. I haven't found them yet because I wanted to look at them.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean that, nope.
3: that tweet well, she probably deleted
0: it. Oh yeah, but tweet. they're on the internet forever. Thank God for the internet. So but yeah. okay. Um, so real quick, what do you wait, what were you gonna say, Chase? Go ahead.
3: I was just gonna say that's like it's like an extraordinarily obvious example of anti-Semitism. <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely, <laughs> it, and, this and it also shows it. that that how they talk about how conservatives are so racist, they're so they're just so um bigoted, and then you have you have this person who is in who's a congresswoman who's a, who's oh, a God. Democrat, a complete Democrat. Like, she's pretty far left, and she's exhibiting these telltale signs of bigotry with her anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. Clear as day anti-Semitism. And you can't go around saying how, how oh, Trump supporters are racists and how yeah. conservatives are evil. And then you go about saying things like this.
0: Yeah, that's anti yeah.
1: bad. Even so worse. Like, this next one, real quick, I just wanted to segue
0: us into this next one. The second tweet was the one that I was like, whoa. I was like, no way. So this one. Push the carrot for you. Yeah, she. Okay, funny. She retweeted this one. And this retweet said, quote, I'm one of those American Jews who opposes occupation, laments Israel's anti-democratic drift, and doesn't regard the country as especially central to my Jewish identity. And even I know exactly what the congresswoman meant. She might as well just call us hook nosed, and she retweeted that. I, I, oh my goodness! I don't quite. I don't.
2: I I think we should. I think think we should. Dumb, but I don't entirely get that one.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. It's, I mean, it's really stupid to be completely honest. Um, I think we should have this thing called an IQ test, and um, (laughs) you have to have an IQ higher than seventy five in order (laughs) to become a congress member because that 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 thin the waters a little
0: that would thin it that is just insane she's literally calling jewish people hook nosed and retweeting this stuff again this is why
1: i think that it is super important that we elect people based on what they say and their merit and not based off of them being a Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. or Oh, I was
0: going to say, clearly that's not the case, Ben, because if, I don't have the tweet with me, but I'm sure we all remember that tweet she had like a couple years ago saying Israel's hypnotizing the world, may Allah awaken, whatever she was talking about. Like, the, the it's just isn't new. It as new its terrible
1: yeah. that, that she's in office and that we have this hatred, and I'm sure she's not the only one who's like that. Well, and clearly not because she
0: got elected and she's on the on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which is crazy.
3: <laughs> that's yikes. a mistake. Yeah, exactly. That's a yikes, that's
2: a yikes,
0: that's a yikes right there.
2: Exactly.
0: Old,
2: like I mean, it's it's the biggest it holds shows. No
1: bounds. It holds no bounds. These people represent us, and these are the people that make our laws and that.
3: Oh, and it's yeah, getting worse, I, Ben. I, I See, know. the issue is this stuff shows that the left keeps shifting more extraordinarily left like there's a bunch of people there's that complain about how the, the right far, is far like left. shifting all right which is absolutely not true but the left just keep shifting shifting shifting, shifting making you know say. all these all these things that they used to say um <laughs> like back in like the early 2000s 1990s and stuff um
1: there, there really it, aren't that many jfks anymore
3: in the yeah, they basically oh, no. contradict themselves if you, if you look at now compared to like 20 something years ago. Now
1: you have democrats who are full who come out as socialists, you didn't have that before.
0: It's worse though because I was just looking today, I just saw a Rasmussen poll today that was done like last week. That now it's estimated about only 27 percent of democrats, registered democrats, support Israel as opposed to Palestine which leaves like 70 something percent for them of supporting palestine so 73% so wait so 27% support israel 73
2: support palestine yeah that's what jesus christ <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. That I mean, is, come on dude come on
2: right? be smart be smarter you should listen you the le- the left is not doing well you're not i got to root for the home team
1: now boys come on be smarter than this <laughs> and what what <laughs> what, what is so sad is that you have israel which is this tiny little state who's right next to all these bigger countries that literally do not want them to exist they, yeah, they I, don't that, call them legitimate they, they hate israel because for no other reason because they exist and there's no and there's no where else for them to go there is not another sanctuary be? besides the us and even still here Uh, As we can see now, there's still some hatred towards them.
2: Yeah, dude, that's ridiculous. That's great. I didn't even
1: know. Been in the Middle East with them. You have persecution in the in Europe. It they're they're stuck there, and then you have people in in our in our Congress who are opposing them, who are siding with Palestine. I mean, let's be real here. For the what
0: reasons?
1: There's, there's a, su- a small little state, and they want that state to be divided even more, and then eventually not even exist. Just yeah, of so course. that they can I'm, have so, I'm
2: sorry. I'm there. sorry. That's dumb. Like no, no.
0: It's awful. It's really, and I don't get it. And. It's another thing that just aggravates me, and why I always find myself lining with the right on everything like this. Because the left, for some reason, is normalizing anti-Semitism. They think these comments are okay. I even talked to some of my friends who are Democrats, but also Jewish, and they're okay with these Ilhan Omar comments. Like that's insane to me.
2: I guarantee if I I asked my girlfriend, she would like be mad.
0: I'd hope so. I really hope so because it's not something we should just be letting slide. Like we should be worried about this and we should be calling
1: out people who make comments like this and, and there's been genocide after genocide with the jewish people and there is really not much left yeah and that's... you and you really need to support them and preserve them because the let's face it there is hatred in this world and they what? need fence and we and we need them too i mean it is one-sided thing at by any means we get so much out of them with technology. We get intelligence; they're a good ally.
0: Yep.
2: What was it like yeah. a couple of a months ago of the that Moss got America's like gone. shot
0: up in Pittsburgh? Yeah, the the um the synagogue. Just, just kind
2: of going back to like how like they've been just getting just an- a lot of anti-Semitic like stuff like that, like that, like that. That had to be like a few months ago. Yeah. And no, yet, that,
0: that was the Pittsburgh one. I think that was in November.
2: Yes, yeah, so. you, know fu- you know what's funny? You know what's funny that lasted about-
1: that lasted a week.
2: And then unfortunately,
1: anti-Semitism is still around today, and it sucks that Listen, people hate, hate are still-, still exists. It yeah. sucks, but that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's a world yeah. we live in, and and I'm it, it-, it does suck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that leads me to move on to our next one. This is one that we were kind of talking about before. This is a little mind blowing. This one has been particularly shocking. Uh, and it's the Jesse Smollett assault. So last month uh-huh. Empire die, Jussie Smollett. I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm just Smollett. winning it. But, Smollett. Yep, Smollett. He was attacked. attacked in Chicago. Right. He was attacked in Chicago in a supposed hate crime. And the accused perpetrators by Smollett were described as two white men wearing MAGA hats. According to Smollett. They beat him into hospitalization, tied a noose around his neck, and told him, quote, this is MAGA country, you bleeping N-word, end quote. But as the weeks have progressed, it's looking more like the complete opposite of the truth. And the two men that were arrested for the crime were of Nigerian descent, and one of them was actually an extra on Empire with Smollett. One arrested, they told police that Smollett paid them to orchestrate this assault and beat him up. The police are currently investigating. I have made a statement saying that Smollett is no longer looked at as a victim in the crime but rather a person of interest. See, so, I wow. don't
2: See, I don't know like how bi- I See, I find this I find this ridiculous. So, I understand so I, maybe you can mistake the people, but why would you pay, why would you pay somebody to beat you into hospitalization? That that's yeah. the thing that like
0: why 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 do there what, what what amount of money like what 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 are you what are you gaining out of this what ben it, said if, it furthers a cause if they're yeah if he's really that set straight on wanting to make a make a scene to show how uh, oppressed black people are then of course he would be willing to do this if he's that like into the cause because then it, this happens and you saw everybody right when it happened. Oh, this is awful. This is what Trump's doing to this country. He's allowing things like this to just happen and be okay. And everybody and, was just gonna be fine with that.
1: And he's trying to he's trying to be a martyr too with this. He's he's trying to set this scene. He's trying to there he has this the left has this view that MAGA people are, are Trump supporters tend to be racist. They're they're trying to push that and they just can't find actual evidence supporting that so they literally have to come up with their own stuff they have to fake it all just to just to continue on with their rhetoric about that so he's he's trying to be a martyr for their cause and it is backfiring on him and it is pure insanity that they that they would literally pay people who beat them up just to have a negative view on people who have different viewpoints than them.
0: And that's what liberalism has become. Unfortunately, like liberalism, that's what we were talking about a little earlier that it's involving. Liberalism is evolving into something much more insane and crazy than anybody could have ever imagined. Like this isn't liberalism anymore. This is just insanity. Like to the point that we're literally having Americans who are willing to pay people to beat them up, all in the name of liberalism just to further their own agenda of racial oppression. Like when they can't find – that's how you know that it's nowhere near as bad as they try to claim it to be in this country. Like, of course racism exists. Of course there's racist acts in this country. But if, they, if, it, was,
1: if it was as bad as they were making it out to be, they wouldn't have to fake things like this. Like, seriously. And it's funny yeah. because they have this where they're trying to paint the MAGA people as racist. And then you have, you have these governors with KKK and blackface photos in their yearbooks. And nobody says anything. Exactly. But they're, it's because they, can't, they don't have a picture for this, so they need to paint this themselves. And that's what they're doing.
3: See, yeah, Democrats try to make themselves look like the not racist party, when in reality, they 100% are. The only place you find examples of true racism and true racist intent is in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely.
1: I mean. When you have their lord and saviors like um, Franklin Roosevelt, who, um, who put hundreds of thousands of Japanese people in concentration camps because of their ethnicity and then you have um woodrow wilson who was a literal kkk member it it really shows and then you have abraham lincoln who's who founded the conservative part i mean the republican party you have him and he he had the emancipation proclamation he was Mm -hmm. an abolitionist and i don't care what they teach you in history class because they tend to make a lot of stuff up where they say, oh, here's actually a Democrat. He was not. He founded the Republican Party. And when you say that the South is actually – that the party line switched, really it wasn't until 1994 when they – when the South actually turned red. So this isn't – it isn't like that where the parties are switched mm-hmm. and that they have those views.
0: So, it know yeah. shows. Because actually, when, when,
2: who, do, who do the KKK support now, though?
0: They were Democrats. They were all Democrats. The entire KKK was all Democrats. hmm And that was all from the beginning. Like, that's... Woodrow Wilson was a Democrat. He was the one... Woodrow Wilson actually showed or played the first ever movie in the White House. And it was, I think, called The Klansman or something. It was a KKK movie. Yeah, Like... And nobody talks about this stuff. And, like, that's why they like try to pin it on, like, the Republicans with their revisionist history. And it's terrible.
1: I have, I had a history teacher sophomore year that literally said he was in the top three best presidents of all time, Woodrow Wilson. And I had to tell him that he was a KKK member. I had to tell him because he just left that out. And then I've, Just every single year in history class in school, they teach fabricated stuff. They teach stuff that plays to their own views. And it is it's sickening. And then some people are falling for this because they maybe don't have too much interest in this. They don't want to like delve into the research. So they just take in this as gospel and they just stick with it. And that's really I feel like that's going to affect a lot of future elections.
0: Yeah, it's really sad, man. I, honestly, like, I hate to see it because even, like, the amount of people who do actually have these hate crimes and stuff happen to them, like, Jussie Smollett's claiming happened to him. This is just delegitimizing their claims. It's kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf. Like, you fake it all these times. I don't know how you mix those two,
2: like, different people. I don't know how you mix a MAGA supporting guy and, then, and yet you get that confused with a cast member. Cause that's you don't, Dom. Your, that's and, the and, point. And I, you don't. That that's like the one thing I heard. Like, wait, how the hell did he do that? What, and I might be wrong. Isn't the other guy like allegedly? Wasn't his like his brother
0: also? Or Am I just off? Of uh, that? A f- close friend, close but, friend. Okay. No, and this is my point, Dom. No, he doesn't get them mixed up, and that's why he's a person of interest in the investigation now. Because the that's only true. legitimate like ex- explanation for this is that number one these guys had some sort of beef with him and he just saw it as an opportunity to blame it on Trump supporters or number two, he orchestrated the assault. Like people are claiming mm. those are the only two logical explanations. Cause you know, yep. you're right. You don't mix those two people up. You don't mix two people of Nigerian descent and then two white MAGA hat wearing people up. Like that doesn't happen. That's not real life.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's all to f- further their cause. You could absolutely. you could maybe mix
2: up the dialogue but not not the two people <laughs> exactly. may, maybe
0: that's a that's a maybe Yep. absolutely all right that's a good spot to end that so our next topic is adam schiff so we are finding out this week that representative adam schiff who is also on uh the russia probe Uh, Met with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS last year. And for those of you who don't know, Fusion GPS is the main company with Russian ties as well as ties to Clint's, and they're now closed investigation. And all of these personal connections have risen calls for Adam Schiff to recuse himself from the Russia probe on President Trump. But in elitist Democrat fashion, he is refusing to do so. Honestly, it's it's depressing
2: because I don't I don't know they, I don't know a lot, but this one unfortunately I can't I can't offer my opinion.
0: Sorry. Well, the problem I have with it is just they all call for these fair trials on Democrats who have all these problems. And they call for the justice to be served properly, and then they'll turn around and have personal ties with the complete adversary of Donald Trump and ties with Russia, and then. You turn around do a Russia investigation on somebody like how hypocritical is that and how unethical is that That's where my problem lies. Okay. Yeah. See, my
3: they, my issue with this whole thing is that collusion with another country is not illegal. It's not a thing that you can impeach someone over. Hillary Clinton's campaign colluded with the Ukrainian government the whole daggum time. It's it's nothing. It's nothing impeachable. Who cares? It's bad. It's like bad
1: party policy and not even don't that but they own. didn't find anything they literally didn't find anything yeah. and then yeah, right. and then you're supposed to remain neutral <clears throat> when you're doing these investigations it really shows true corruption and this is this is another threat to our democracy being able to have such a bias against a president simply because of the fact that you don't like him to the point where you're trying to dig up anything you can to impeach him, again, just because you don't like him. It is yeah. sick. And this is a threat that we're going to ha- see a- come up a lot more. Anytime that the Democrats don't get it their way, they're going to have some new thing to try and investigate. They're going to make up some new thing. And exactly. we, we see this time and time again, like with the Kavanaugh thing. We, that turned out to be false this Russia thing it's turning out to be false they're they're just running out of fuel to <clears throat> keep that anti-trump rhetoric burning yep
0: absolutely
2: that, that that's the one thing it's like listen i really don't like the guy but i have like honestly there's not a lot of facts so i can't i can't just you can't toss somebody cuz you can't like him it's i mean i there's just no, there's nothing there <laughs> Exactly. exactly and they, there's, there's not there's nothing there yet that
0: makes you want to impeach him quite yet i mean it, that's just facts and luckily don you and few other democrats at least see it like that reasonable way there, but unfortunately there's a lot of democrats I mean, who don't I mean, see listen, like you. listen don't don't get me wrong i really don't like the guy but i mean i'm
2: not going to oh, of course i'm not going to ostracize him like yeah he he, he might he might have done some like You know, dirtbaggy stuff like in like the 90s or whatever the hell we did.
0: But like right now, there's something like impeachable. Exactly. And that's and that's where my problem lies. And they're literally doing this just because they don't like the president. I mean, they're real hypocritical talking about setting precedents with executive power. But then they turn around and setting precedent of trying to remove your adversaries from office just because you don't like them. I don't know when we turned into Russia, but I don't like this stuff happening.
1: I don't either, and i and I'm genuinely scared that this is well, I mean, we all know that that government by nature is a corrupt institution there's no denying that, and that it is a necessary evil and but this really shows to light that or this it puts it into the spotlight that there is actual corruption, and that you can actually see. Uh, just a glimpse of what is actually going on and all of these different scandals that are happening and these scandals that are not even being touched by a biased media.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that's enough on that. I want to move to the next topic. Uh, This one's particularly interesting. Uh, It's the national emergency in the wall. So after failure to receive his 5.7 billion border wall funding from Congress, Trump found it necessary to declare a national emergency and try to build the wall himself. So, me personally, no, I, I'm I'm kind of just I really do want the wall, but I don't like the national emergency because I don't think it was necessary. I think he it's really done
2: it without, not. This is don't, not I national think,
0: emergency worthy. I'm sorry. I think he could have done it without declaring a national emergency, and I just think this sets a really bad precedent of executive overreach.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's I like I I think he's just kind of throwing a tantrum. I'm sorry, this is not national emergency worthy stuff that's going on right now.
1: Here, here's he's my issue. my issue is that yes, I I personally think it is a national emergency, but I do not think that he should have executive power over that because when he because I do not like the executive power going over Congress, going over how our government is set the entire structure of checks and balances and i've re- and if it is indeed a national emergency based on his re- based on what he says it is he would have declared it the moment he was president because if it emergency he shouldn't have waited he shouldn't have had the government shut down and i just really do not like the i don't like the executive branch overreaching with these mm. executive actions Chase, what do you think? Um, uh, I think for one, he's gonna
3: get sued. Oh like, yeah, real hard. Oh, by yeah. Oh, it's real, real hard. hard. And he's—it's probably not gonna get anywhere, like at all. And I just honestly think, despite the fact that I do think we need better border security, um, he we blew his chance wall. to build a wall by far. Like, I agree a hundred
0: percent, Chase. I think he. He tried to play all of his cards, and he tried to call out the Democrats' bluff, and the Democrats ended up standing a lot more firm than him, and he folded. And yeah. Yep. I think that's just... just... T- yeah, I, I think...
1: <laughs> I think he was too weak with the negotiations, and I expected more personally, considering he wrote the art of the deal. I was going to say, I was well, like, na- Well, like, I, uh,
2: Nancy Pelosi, like, did not want... He, she didn't want to give him anything... So I was, like, when they gave him, like, almost 2000000000 billion, I'm like, wow, okay. I really and that's another
1: stuff. problem. You have you had how stubborn, they did not want Trump to have success. That was the only reason for not going for it, is they do not want Trump to have a success. I salary. don't
2: feel it's that necessary to have a giant wall on our border. I don't feel like we have to contain ourselves in, because that, that's kind of what that means. Well, I mean, no, I think it's... I and think that, it's
0: keeping people. Keeping out. out. it has nothing to do with containing us in. I think. I well, think I it's ridiculous. Like it's, I feel like it's gonna have that. Unfortunately, I think it's gonna have that
2: kind of like one eighty like reverse. Like because we're making a wall, it's kind of like we're keeping ourselves. It's just I. This, didn't, I was never. I was never a fan
0: of a gigantic freaking wall. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's better, the way I'm I'm not combat. a, not the a way wall. I think
0: I don't think we need like a great wall of Trump, but I definitely think what we have wall. on the border right now is not sufficient.
2: Yeah, I mean, as, yeah, as like, I, okay, yeah, I all agree. May, you don't need a giant wall, but you know, maybe better. I mean, you still got 1.57 billion dollars. You could do you don't need like a wall that's like a hundred feet high, you just don't.
0: Yeah, well, I was looking into it, and they were talking about the math. And with that $1.73 billion, he can only build about 50 miles of the, what, like, 380 in Texas alone? Like, well, well, is that to standards that how high he wants it? It's the standards of just the basic 10-foot wall.
2: Oh, was okay, 10-foot wow. wall. That, that's what I wanted to ask. Is it, like... Does he want this, like, because I don't remember how tall he wanted it. No,
0: it's I, not
1: going to be, like, a 40-foot tall wall. It's not like the Great Wall of China at all. That's not. And what I also sense. want to add quickly that with the wall and having – and with your thought earlier about how you don't like the idea of being caged in, I I initially had that concern, but I realized that we're in America and that if the government I'm was – Only caged in here. We be – we rebel we don't flee like many of these other countries because this is our country and we're proud of it and we we would fight for it so i personally don't think that that caged in thing is such a big concern over the wall like as far as the
2: too, That just like could be my stance. I mean you
1: could now. be you could be right but that that's i mean
2: i think we both have different opinions. on that's just i'm worried that that might have like the the actual I'm sorry, I'm blanking on words. Never mind. I just ruined
0: my entire point. It's fine. It's fine. But no, seriously. Like, so that's where I'm at. But I I think I really liked what Chase said. Like, I knew the chances of Trump actually building a wall dropped and plummeted through the floor the second he signed that temporary government reopen. And he was so close, too. Like, he was starting to see the cracks in the Democrats and the negotiations. You already saw... The young Democrats saying, "Okay, that's it. We don't like this. We'll make a deal with you." And then Pelosi was the only one standing firm. And all Trump needed to do was wait just a couple more days, so a couple more Democrats can coerce Pelosi into just letting Trump get the wall. And that's I, all he would have needed I to do. I just don't
2: think. I don't think Pelosi. I kind of see what you're saying, but I just don't think Pelosi would have cracked. I she like like out of she is the one like real Democrat who just really really hates like with a but like, a passion. So well, I, I for I, me, I don't. Think, I feel I, like because we won, because the Democrats had the house, I just don't think it was going to happen.
0: all, well, the I'm Democrats, like, okay, probably- all the other Democrats in the house were starting to turn. That was my point. All of them were starting to say they were willing to make a deal, and the only one who wasn't willing to make a deal was Pelosi. And I think here's the deal: that two things, one of two things would have happened. Number one. She cracks to all the Democrat pressure in the House and just makes a deal with Trump. Or, number two, she doesn't listen to any of her colleagues and it makes her look terrible and she loses re election in 2020. Like, oh, yeah, so, the, she would be so unpopular. Exactly. If, so, if mean, saying, it, then the it would president. really be her shutdown. So I mean, it's it. That's that's what would have happened if Trump just held on a little longer. But Trump, I don't know what happened, man. He did not do well negotiating. Well, I think I think because the shutdown was going so long too. Like what we're in day like thirty five. It was like thirty two, I think. Yeah, it was was just like a month. It was
2: a long time. So like both sides were like very close to cracking. And I think if it, I mean, I kind of, I almost kind of agree with you again. Like I feel like if it was just a little long. If the shutdown wasn't like, let's say the shutdown was like, like two weeks, I think maybe they would have cracked if they were at that state. But they were, they were just holding strong. They just didn't want that to happen. They didn't. That's why they just didn't want.
1: They, I mean, they just didn't want him to win. They didn't want Trump to have that, to have his promise. Because if he had his promise, he'd be reelectable, and that was their, that is their biggest fear: is having Trump actually get another four years in having them not in the in the front life for power. They just Absolutely. it's just power at the end of the day.
0: Yep. Uh, that's good points on all of that. So I want to move on to the next topic. And our next topic is the Green New Deal. So New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez released her stunner of a proposal for the US called the Green New Deal. This whole thing boggles my mind. Because it's the usual suspect arguments of a gender wage gap, marginalization of races and genders and religions. But there are a few things I want to examine in depth here. So I'm going to do the first, second, third, and we'll stop in between each one to talk about them a little bit. So the first being what she edited out after backlash. And that is her proposal to get rid of cows because they fire and collectively build up too much carbon emissions, which hurt the environment. Shut up. She didn't say
2: that. She didn't say she that. She
0: said that. I promise. She said that. that was,
2: Listen, no, was... I love bur- bro. I love burgers too much. Don't get rid of cows. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> so dude. we're gonna we're gonna kill a whole species.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, <laughs> no, guys, guys, hear me out. What if we completely eradicate an entire species because they fart? Now, hang on. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> it destroys the ozone layer too.
0: Boom. <laughs> well, just. She, okay. she sounds like Hitler but for cows. I know.
1: So I read this deal and I I read the read on the government site and and it literally Did sounds it like every, this. It sounds like every liberal talking point just mashed up into one like eight or it's a smorgasbord.
2: Box. Do you do you this this kind of reminds me? of the, um, like a month or so ago when I did this. Ooh. Remember the uh the feminists and the climate change, whatever? You remember that? Oh, yeah, the like eco feminism. This, this, this reminds me exactly like that.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. It's just cows get involved in this. Dude, because they exactly. fart, bro. You know this is gonna be a hell of a deal because we're opening it with talking
1: about cows farting too much.
2: Gosh, oh <laughs> Come on.
1: Hey. And and you're making they- us look bad. They use disproven information. like ta- They use the information. They say that um, women make 80% of a man's median income. They use that when that's been debunked countless I was going to say, that's why I said the usual suspect arguments on top of these. But
0: that first one that I talked about, the cow's fighting and stuff, that's kind of just a ridiculous one but these next two are a little more subjective like we can talk about like the actual impact of these things in the world if they actually were put into place so
3: guys don't fart hold on don't (laughs) don't do it we can't we can't give them ground because then they'll take pigs (laughs) next time now and i can't do that every every time
2: because we keep saying this someone's gonna listen to this like oh i kind of agree with this now we should do that yeah like no man i had a
0: steak tonight and it was really good (laughs) It this is the Free
2: Podcast, sponsored by McDonald's. Uh, go eat a burger.
0: <laughs> Not yeah. real sponsor, but yes. Yes, real sponsor. Every burger
3: kills a cow. <laughs> we'll course. get there eventually. Fight on. <laughs> Fight on, Fight on <laughs> boys.
0: Fight yeah. on. Okay. So, the second thing in her outline is, is she sneaks it in. Okay? Like, she makes it totally nonchalant. She's like, oh, yeah, here it is. So, she she kind of, like, the, slides the- it in. She Yeah, exactly. She talks about the things that will come of her liberal paradise. And one of those things were, quote, pay for those who are unable or willing to unwilling to work. So what she's saying that she's not only going to pay welfare and pay aid to people who are unable to work. She's also going to pay people who don't
1: want to work. And it's uh, oh, okay. not even that. It's paying a family, like a, a livable income for every person in the United States even if you're unwilling to work you, you can't have, do that you get a I, I
2: understand i understand given the money if they just can't work that that i mean that that makes well yeah we worse. have
0: that right now it's called medicaid and medicare and it's called welfare this is and like, social security
3: this is like that one time the south african government was like we're going to solve our national poverty by printing more money
0: yeah exactly and like, like
2: and they got like 3 300% inflation on oh, so, exactly that milk will be eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ, prices are up, man. But what we
1: really need to look at is just how ridiculous this is. That, that topic, here, that's people who who are literally going to sit there and do nothing and get the same amount of money. Dude, this so literally isn't their even socialism. Off. This isn't even socialism anymore. This is yeah, full blown because- communism.
2: Oh, yeah, I was about steroids. to. Exist.
3: Okay, okay. If you're, Hold in on, the I was about a to state... ask.
2: Hey, wait. Up, up, up,
0: up, up,
3: up. Chase, go ahead. All right, so Dominic, yes, you are you, you're a socialist,
2: right? I'm not. No, no I'm not a socialist. No? I'm, a, no, I'm not.
3: A, I don't know where you got that from. I'm not. <laughs> he cares not a about people. I care work. about people. My <laughs> he God. cares about people. So would you? So would you consider AOC to be like just like out there insane psychopath, Cadio? Um, you know what I mean?
2: I think I do know what you mean, and I think I, I think I, I, I might agree with you. I want to look it up real quick just before I say anything. AOC, because
0: I think I agree with you. You know who he's talking about? It's the, it's the crazy lady, the one we're talking about Cortez. right now with this green new deal, the one that yeah. wrote this, firing yeah. cows and, yeah. and,
2: paying people who don't. Some, want to work. some of her, some of that stuff is just way too much. So yeah, that. Listen, that part. Stuff like that's ridiculous. You can't have stuff like that.
1: That's why like,
2: That's what I diff- ca- That's when I. That's when I'm like,
1: wait a minute. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense. One big difference between this and actual communism, though, is in communi- in a con- communist state, you don't have the leisure to decide not to work and get paid because in yeah, a but capsule, this isn't you have the choice to not work. You, it, get pay, not work. you won't get paid. But this is
0: communism. It's democratic socialism there's a difference <laughs> I mean, See the difference between the difference
3: between aoc's um socialism and communism is that communists have cows except the cows are the government's cows <laughs> cows are the
0: government <laughs>
2: <cows>. <laughs> ours is the cows are dead
0: <laughs> yep. oh. all of them
2: the cows are gone <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's a sad world. I don't want to live uh, in that one. Jesus. <laughs> and also, this, I know. The,
1: yeah, this is just a deal that is ridiculous in that there's no way that it would work as far as how much money it would require. And on oh, top yeah. of that... And real
0: quick, I know what you're going to say next, Ben, but can I, I just want to segue into the third point because we'll be able to talk about it. I just want to get mm-hmm. to it because this is, this is the most critical out of all the three. This is like the most one we can, like... Deconstruct, and it's that Ocasio-Cortez also proposed the elimination of all greenhouse gas and carbon emissions in America by the year 2030. This would consist of eliminating all motor vehicles, tearing down all U.S. power grids, shutting down all U.S. oil factories, and much more. Which yeah, he says using no, okay, hey,
1: grids man, no, that no, he no, didn't wait, specify what you it is. You can't
2: you can't go you can't go too hard too quick. That's not how that's not how you'll get stuff done. You go too hard too quick, this is how you get made fun of. This is how you this is how you come on this podcast. You are getting made fun of, basically. You can't go too hard and too quick into something like this. Yes, yeah, and, exactly. and
1: let's be honest. Let's be honest. All in a perfect world, yes, we would have completely clean stuff, but you just not perfect. have a fantasy and say that this that this can happen when you have no way of getting there. You Wait, but the, X- the thing that
0: boggles my mind is yeah that's all well and good you want to get rid of all this stuff but she doesn't say once in there what we're going to replace it with yeah i was, okay, ask, fine. Like, was, ba- we'll we'll was
2: i was just yeah. about to ask what's her backup plan what are we going to yeah, do exactly
0: no fine, we'll <laughs> so we're going back,
3: back to the stone age
2: <laughs>
0: exactly screw the oil factories screw the cars that's fine get rid of the power grids great what are we going to replace it with and what about this? Also doesn't explain how? How we explain what we're them. gonna do with our Air Force jets and our naval carriers. What are we gonna do with that? What about the army? We're gonna, army place that, we're gonna, gonna replace them gas. with wooden boats and we're gonna be just fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and one, one other one thing. What, what
2: what what's her name? Ocasio Cortez. Does she also call shopping carts carriages? Because that sounds like <laughs> this person. <Yeah. laughs> That's not this sounds like
3: a carriage lady. You no, know, I just <laughs> realized. I just realized. There's going to be a lot of outraged Hindis in this country when all these cows die.
0: God. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, I know. They th- I, that's right. they like, you killed all animals.
1: of them? I <laughs> Uprising of Hindu. Thing. Going back We're going to the like war with, with India because we killed all the cows. <laughs> going back to this see, topic, see. Though, I have one other issue is that they she constantly uses when talking about the progress, as much as technologically feasible. So that gives just like a blanket thing that there's no numbers, there's no facts or anything. So
2: yeah, that's my problem. You could
1: do nothing but just blame it
2: on technology. There's no numbers. You got to add numbers. You got to, yes, you can say like, all right, we're going to get rid of this, 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 and this. Here's what we're going to replace it. We're going to replace it with cars that run on electricity. Or like, hey, we'll find like a cheaper way to run our cars. Not just that, though, Dom. But you don't,
0: you don't say anything.
2: You don't give a plan. You it's deeper plan. than that, though, Dom. You
0: got to look at this, and this is the thing. This is where she fails to lose to gain my attention because she's she's insinuating to remove all these things in the span of ten years. And In the span of ten years, she wants us to remove everything that our economy is built. on. What this that is, is fun, but, to but like that's kind of like what I'm saying. There's no,
2: there's no plan. There's nothing. There's nothing as a backup. You have
1: you are you are giving nothing. What this is meant to do is this is meant to put a, our country into shambles, which gives a great platform for a for a socialist or even communist takeover for the country. When we're in shambles, when we have all of these things down, and when our country's in so much debt, when people are in complete poverty, that is when they say, you know, we're going to give you some free stuff, and then that, and then before you know, we have a communist country. That is the end goal of this. This is to destroy America, to destroy infrastructure, and to destroy our economy, and then just leave a vacuum where they can come in and do whatever they want. Absolutely. You
3: know know you're a bad politician when a bunch of high schoolers can disprove your point by making fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) You,
2: you You know you're bad when like, you know this is bad when a person who is a Democrat is saying how stupid this is, exactly, know, you know, you, know she you up. have any You, messed, you messed up somewhere anything. along the lines. That
1: like she has no background man. in the industry. She has no background in economics. She's she, a she
0: bartender can... with an
1: associate
0: in political science. That's what she is, really. Yes.
3: Uh, Dude, I already. could become that. Can get her... Exactly. I'd be I'd be like, like,
0: I
2: work in a bar now. I could be her. Victory. Give her the quick boot. She I'm got, like, 78% of, all... of the vote, too, which is even I'm gonna, worse. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of all the pigs, and we're going to be fine.
3: So well, so it's we're like her little her weird section of America Staten Canada. Island
0: area, though, Ben. That's,
1: like, literally, like, the smallest district in New York. Like, what? <laughs> what and and that's York, so they tend to vote very left. But still, oh. that that amount of people yeah. voted for her with what she knows and what she's done is astonishing
0: absolutely but
2: i'm just worried that people who say who like agree with her just don't like really maybe not
1: look or read it they just they like they hear... agree with her on an emotional level they it's, don't it's yeah it's kind of like they, they, she, they hear happen. like
2: key they hear like key words she's using it's like oh yeah i agree with those words she's marketable
0: <laughs> she's I, young she's i like words yeah she hits no. off all the intersectionality thing. points, dude. If she was, if she, the only two things she's missing is being some sort of other than straight and being a transgender person. If she had those two things, she'd be the ultimate politician.
2: She, well, yeah. Well, no,
0: no. <laughs> I'm being no, sarcastic, wouldn't. obviously, Don, but I'm just no, saying, f- like. He crosses off all the I big points.
2: Listen, I can't take you seriously sometimes, Matthew, and you know why. You know why? Why carriage? Yeah, we'll explain <laughs> this to the view real quick. Write down in the comments what do you call the thing you push around in the grocery store?
0: Shopping cart or carriage? Okay, so Chase had to go. He, we thank him for being on though. We hope that he's gonna be on again. We always enjoy having thank him Chase. On. Yes. So. I want to move on to the next topic, which is kind of in line with the Green New Deal and whatnot. And there's two national emergency proposals from Democrats, but the one that lines with the Green New Deal is climate change. So after Trump declared a national emergency on border wall funding, Ilhan Omar threatened a future Democrat would declare a national emergency on climate change. So, okay, kind of weird to me. The thing I want to talk about with climate change is it seems like we every single year we have, like, two years to live. Has anybody noticed yeah. that? Or yeah, yeah. It's like... around like 10 the,
1: that they have constantly been giving. Yeah, I feel yeah, like... I feel world like world a, one, a
2: constant now. is like 2050. We're probably all going
0: to be dead. Like, I've died from climate change so many times, I've stopped keeping count.
1: Like, <laughs> it's really bad. And Algor- that's Algor- why... Before, we we should have been we dead, had... you know? The, the climate should have ended us but it hasn't and here we go with just another one
0: my issue with climate change is that they act like they know exactly what's going on with the climate when we only have about like a 100 years of data from a planet that's 4.5 billion years old and the fact of the matter is that the climate changed drastically before we were here and it's going to change drastically after we were here like it's not going to change ever like, that's something that will never change. The like climate the just never stays the same. Exactly. And it's not an us thing. And for us to act pompous enough to act like after 100 years of data, we know what's going to happen exactly in a planet that's 4.5 billion years old is just so
1: disingenuous. And plus, you have all of these numbers that are completely fudged. You, We look at all of those charts that all of these European nations have and that we have that America has, they are skyrocketing as far as those climate graphs. And those are predicted ones. But when you look at the actual ones, it is a very slow trend up very slow. And it, it's, this is completely gone out of hand. This is a, just another political scandal. And this is the but the sad thing is that they can claim this as a national emergency, they can have their own claims, and it could actually pass. Whether or not it happened, it. I don't think. I don't think. Like
2: um, just kind of like with the Trump thing, I don't think it will
1: actually. Pass. Well, if the Supreme Court passes it, is a different question. But they could actually declare this as a national emergency, even though yeah, they could. They
2: could. They could now. But I, not, nothing would happen. Just kind of like with the Trump. I just. I don't feel like if they. They could declare it because, I mean, you could. The. I mean, you have apparently unless something's changed about that rule, you can do whatever the hell you want, but. No one's gonna do anything about it if they do declare it. I I really don't think. Um, or if they do, then that's, they could you know, declare that's the
1: done. Green New Deal as a national emergency and say that they this could. But I don't fight. know if anything would happen because of
2: it. That's what I'm saying.
1: America could collapse if they do that. We could literally collapse as a as a nation if they do that. And if they, they declare, if they declare it, emergency, they,
2: or if they do something about it.
1: Well, they no. If they if they put down all of these different. Um, Bans if they if they prohibit all of these things without yes planning. that's the whole
0: idea don that the whole idea is that if they declare a national emergency on climate change then the president has the jurisdiction to ban cars that use gas and ban cows like these are things that can happen well I
2: feel that like a insurance. smart I feel like so if let us say because I know let's say someone does declare just kind of like with Trump how he's getting sued I I almost guarantee someone's good they someone's going to be sued someone's going to be sued over it
0: you're right but it doesn't change the fact that the that is something much more radical than putting a wall on our border like and that's what they're trying to compare it to
1: this is something that could collapse our economy this is something that could leave hundreds of millions out of jobs and this could this would be a complete change in our daily lives I mean, we, we wouldn't live in this luxury that we do today. We wouldn't have all this technology. Yeah. And what's also is important to think about is we'd be pretty much defenseless against foreign invasions. I mean, yep. completely defenseless. Yeah. We're If we're not up to date with this stuff and then we have someone like Russia or China who doesn't care about all of this stuff, they're, th- what stops them from coming here? And what stops the civilians from being this, this downgraded and then keeping the military as... That's the thing. Or... The citizens are at a disadvantage.
2: Or you, like, make the military, like, the, the norm would just make the people worse, but that's just being hypocritical, and that would just be worse. That's
1: scary because when you have a government that much more powerful than the people that is that's oh, yeah. why the second amendment is there is for a tyrannical government so if we are downgraded with every when we can't have cars if we can't have all of this different stuff because there's no solution to this green new deal there there's just an outcome that they say but there's no way to get there we're going to yeah. be completely handicapped
0: yep yeah, absolutely i think that's perfectly put so that is the first proposal of a democrat Potential future national emergency and the second one was when after he declared the national emergency on the border wall Pelosi was the first to suggest that this means a future Democratic president can declare a national emergency on something like gun control or gun violence rather and That's the same thing like a radical thing could be pushed like that They would say that gun violence is such a national emergency that we have to we have to um, Confiscate guns Like well,
2: like so so hang on I feel that gun violence now is is a is an emergency, but I mean, confiscating all the guns is not. It's it's you're going. It's kind of like what I said before. It's when you go too hard, too fast. You can't you can't do something like that. You got this. The this solu- takes time.
1: This takes this- time and better regulations. That's what it takes. The solution to gun violence would be better equipped police forces. It would be having better uh, mental health institutions and all of that. So, yeah, but, yes, the, yes. but the solution for the government to have a disarmed population is gun control. Because, again, as this has been said countless times, when the when you have these bans on certain guns, when you have all these limitations and restrictions, the only people affected are the people who follow the law in the first place. Because yeah, I mean, do not care. I I and would never
2: buy something like that, but, like, if you want to, just make the testing, like, do better mental health tests, maybe longer testing, and then when it all sees fit,
1: okay, here's your gun now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean.
1: what's On a bigger level for this, what is extremely scary is when this is a classic sign of a tyrannical government. Because the Democrats have been preaching that they don't want to take your guns. But when this really, one, shows light on that, they actually do. But two, this shows that this just really shows their inner roots of a totalitarian um, utopia that they think is good for them. It's a utopia for them, but for us, it would be a prison. And I really think that this could bring us to a, to the brink of revolution, If they have something this take place and it would be rightfully so if they say, we're going to take away all of your guns because of this, because that, that is just, that is the definition of a tyrannical government. Countless dictatorships have done this before. It's just a stepping stone into the realm of you being a slave to the States.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's perfectly
0: put. Um, So that leads me to my next topic is Andrew McCabe, 25th Amendment comments. So former FBI director Andrew McCabe did an interview on ABC this week where he discussed how he tried to remove the president from office using the 25th Amendment, an attempt that was shut down multiple times due to lack of support needed on the move from Trump's cabinet members, including Vice President Pence. So before we get into actually talking about the 25th Amendment and stuff, I just want you guys' opinions on this
1: before I talk about it.
2: So, uh, I think. No, Ben, you go first. Sorry.
1: Okay. Thank you. So, I think that with. I don't know what he expects. I mean, if you're attempting to have a coup and remove the president with no real rhyme or reason besides political bias, I mean, I feel like that's how you start a revolution in the country. And I don't think anyone wants that. I mean, there's going to be. There's going to be serious consequences for using the 25th Amendment to remove a president. And there is we've had the Russia probe. We've had no evidence of any of that. There is no reason to remove the president, whether you like him or not. I know well, that a ton of people hate him. The uh,
0: reason they were talking about was like when they actually started throwing around the idea of a, getting him out with the 25th Amendment 7 impeachment was when he fired Comey as FBI direct. Well,
2: well that well that was kind of a very suspicious kind of reasoning behind it. I didn't quite understand why you fire him right on the spot because I think well, correct me if I'm wrong, did they did he fire him because he want he was going to like seriously look into like the Russia allegations or am I just off on that? I mean,
0: that's well, what ser- that's what the, a lot of the media is claiming, but I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact of how terrible he was and also the fact that he helped like, cover up all of that Hillary Clinton dirt and stuff. Yeah, know, I, I don't think speech. that that is... Well, well cool wait, no, wait, didn't Comey,
2: like, didn't Comey, like, come out and say they found more stuff on Hillary? Or, yeah, or, but
0: that that was only after, like, two years of him, like, hiding criminal investigations and trying
1: to get her, like, out of trouble
0: legally. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, there's
1: no valid re... There, there's no valid reason to remove Trump from office. With the Comey stuff, Comey was a completely biased corrupt fbi director yeah he's
0: terrible
1: and i mean we know this with the Uh, hillary stuff for example when he chose to let it slide with hillary's email scandals when we all know that anything was done for in the political um in the political realm they would have been completely they they would have had consequences yeah well has trump released his tax
2: statements
1: yeah, yeah yeah Hillary
0: Trump released Trump. some of his tax statements, though. Like, that's one ain't... thing people don't talk about a lot is, like, people talk about how— He,
2: he did, because I, I haven't I haven't heard anything about it, but he actually did.
1: Yeah, it well, was a while ago, too. I think it was, like, was a it... year and a half ago. Okay. And plus, it isn't— That's all I wanted it to It isn't—you le- don't need to release them. I mean, legally, you don't. There, It's good ethics to release them, which is yeah. why we have candidates that do that. And I think that you should release them. It's stupid though, because what they're trying to get him on is
0: him working in his way and conniving his way out of paying extra taxes, which in reality everybody in this country does.
2: Well, yeah, but Mm -hmm. he's like a he's a very powerful, like he's he represents like our country, so he's got to be like you know you know what I mean. Like he's got to set an example, and but with McCabe, in my opinion, it's just that like I personally I haven't heard, I haven't heard a lot about Russia. I haven't even heard a lot about this story, just that McCabe is just beginning a lot of backlash. I haven't heard a lot of evidence to support what he says. Well, yeah, here, I well, want to actually, it, it, that brings it's it, to- it i never thought I say this. I kind of agreed with Ben what he said, that like, you can't just do that without, you don't have a lot of evidence. Yes, he's a dirtbag. I think we can all agree he's a dirtbag, but like, unless, like, if you don't have evidence, don't, you know I mean? Well, yeah, that's I mean, why Trump that's what brings.
0: Yeah, but he has real his quickly, ups and
1: downs, but he has. He's got no a lot of downs. <laughs>
0: what? What? Dom Don was saying though, that brings me to something that I want to talk about. I want to talk about like the legitimacy of using the Twenty Fifth Amendment to get him out of office. So I actually have the Twenty Fifth Amendment of the Constitution right here, <laughs> in each section. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I had to look it up because I didn't. I didn't
2: know about it either.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna read it real quick. I'm gonna read section one, two, three, and part of four. So. Okay section one, in case of removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. We all know that already. Yeah,
2: that's that's obvious. That's child's play.
0: Yeah. So section two, whenever there is a vacancy in the office of vice president, the president shall nominate a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation by a majority vote of both houses of Congress, which we also already know. Yeah, I knew that one. That's fine. Section three, whenever the president transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the speaker of the House of Reps, his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. And until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by vice president as acting president, which basically saying that until even until the official resignation comes in, the vice president is still going to be acting president, which is section four. This is where it gets a little complicated. Whenever the vice president and majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit to the president pro tempore of the Senate and speaker of the house of reps, their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers, and duties of the office as acting president. Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and speaker of the House of Reps his written declaration that no inability exists, he shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the vice president, a majority of either pr- the principal officers of the executive department or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit within four days to the president pro tempore of the Senate and speaker of the House of Representatives, which basically means. Basically, this Section Four is what the whole argument of getting Trump out of office is. Basically, that's what that's what he's using.
2: He he wants to use Section Four of the yes. He wants
0: to use Section Four of the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which basically is saying that if a president is unable (laughs) physically or mentally to be in office, then. The vice president can take over as long as a vice president and a majority of principal officers, which be FBI directors, cabinet members. If those if a majority of people agreed that the president is unfit to serve, then he is automatically removed from office. So basically what McCabe did was. He went to Pence and he went to all of Trump's cabinet members and saw how many would be on board for trying to remove him from office, which is right. insanity
1: to me. That's and it small... shows a true corruption inside of the FBI and how it is really dangerous to have people like McCabe and people like Comey who are in these high levels of our FBI, how this can really be hazardous to democracy. This is a real hazardous de- democracy. You're, go- you're going to see revolts if something like this takes place. And plus, yes. I can say, however much Democrats don't like Trump, they are not going to like Pence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> honestly, they might like Pence. I mean, they might dislike Pence That's more because he's more conservative
0: than
2: Trump. They'll dislike say, his beliefs say, more, but they um, wouldn't
1: have the same punching bag that Trump is to them. Because Trump say, kind like, of, like, I hate Trump,
2: into that. But I hate, I, I don't like, I, I think Pence is, like, I, I don't like Pence either. There's <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> a lot of good options here. I mean, at the I, end
1: of the day it's fine to not like who's in office it is you have to come up with your own decisions but when you're talking about something like impeachment there has to be valid reason for it and it's yeah. a huge thing for the <laughs> whole country i agree and that's why
0: don brought up a really good point saying yeah. yeah like we can all agree he's a terrible person but like that's no reason to remove him from office like that's well, well, not
2: not yet at least i mean like Hell,
1: if something, if they find something, I'm like, okay, he's gone. Well, yeah, of course. And And also, you
2: get
0: the boot.
1: Get out. One thing that I have with that is when you say terrible, that's a subjective thing. Like, that's an opinion. But when you're impeaching someone, it needs to be factual evidence. Yeah, you You can't run it based on a feeling.
2: You need facts. I have not seen facts. I have not seen a lot of facts yet.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: One other thing with this is it kind of, it really sheds light on an issue that we have with this. The Democratic Party's kind of unveiling some of its inner colors with talking about impeachment with the 25th Amendment. And then you have them talking about national gun emergency and all of that stuff. It is really showing what some of our biggest fears, not not as conservatives, but as Americans, is in this country that we aren't this country that is that is so far removed from all of the horrors of the outside world with dictatorships and and totalitarian governments that this can happen in the u.s it is something that is very possible and we we can't take our freedoms for granted we have to realize that we still have to fight for our freedom we still have to fight for these liberties and and you can't let some emotional hate tr- towards a specific person dictate our entire country. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's perfectly put.
2: Yeah, I can. not I can't argue <laughs> with that unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Uh so what that you that leads me to move on to our next topic. One that I am particularly excited about. Uh, what I, so, what is that, Matt? I hope most people are as well. Uh so as of today, ISIS has surrendered and given up full control of Syria to the government, and this coming at a perfect time, given Trump's withdrawal from Syria last month. And it, I, I want to say before I get into like the "I told you so" because I'm not big on that, but yes, I told you so. But I'm just want to say that I know Islamic extremism is never going to be defeated, but at least it won't be showing up in Syria by the name of ISIS anymore. So this is a big win in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I can. Yep, it's yeah. Uh, You said you kind of said it perfectly. It's really nice to see that they're finally surrendering. You're right. It's not the end of it, but it's it's certainly the start of something that could possibly be fantastic towards the future. Absolutely. And I
1: I personally was apprehensive of pulling out, but I do think that this is fantastic that ISIS surrendered to um, U.S. backed Syrian troops, and I think that. I just I it is a big win and I'm fine with saying I I Trump was right in that regard. He made a good call.
2: Was that Trump's call? Did, did yeah, well
1: he out? he was the one who made that call because the, reason pulled the he troops out? Yeah, he wasn't doing
0: the pull out because uh, Mattis was against it and then he pulled out and Mattis left saying he doesn't know what he's do
1: Trump doesn't know what he's doing. And, I do mean that. I mean it could also it could also hmm. be a co- a coincidence that this happened to happen, but I but yeah,
2: I mean, it, well, yeah, that's it, your have, thing. it could be a coincidence, but I don't entirely know. For me, I
0: feel like it was just perfect timing. I feel like Trump saw that, like he said, we won. Like he said, we, they were on the break of destruction and he pulled out at the perfect time because what he does from pulling out right before the end. So the government can take care of their government's problems is that we help them the entire time and then mm-hmm. pull out right before the war is won. So that way the government can maintain control of the nation instead of us having to pull out and create a vacuum again, because that's what I was talking about a couple of weeks back when we were arguing this exact thing. And I was saying that it's like weaning somebody off of terrorism or American reliance. And that's why I was saying, like, we slowly pull out. And then before you know it, the government's taking care of itself without even having American troops in the nation. This is exactly what we ought to be shooting for. When we do get involved in foreign nations, and that's why I was very happy because I supported this full ride the whole way, and uh, he got a lot of heat for it. And I think it was just because of a lot of people in Washington support these wars because it makes them money. And I think that he really showed everybody, even the American people who might have been pro-war because it (laughs) was aligned with their party, that this might not be the right thing for them and that pulling out in situations like this actually are, are the right thing to do. Well,
1: regardless. Remember,
2: it,
0: pull out.
1: Well, regardless of whether it's a coincidence or not, it happened, and I think that both sides of the aisle should be happy yeah, that I, that ISIS surrendered in Syria. Yeah, I think.
2: Like, I just feel like this is just really good timing. I don't know. I don't know if like Trump should be getting a lot of praise. I do think it's like really it's good timing. I don't.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I just mean, don't the, see how you. I, Because they were on the brink. Like, we've known. Like, they, the Syrian government up to this point in, like, the last few months as Trump is preparing to pull out and actually did pull out, the Syrian government has had control of at least 90% of the country. So Trump was pulling out when they had control of 90% of the nation, saying, we won. It's our time here is done. Like, it's not like he pulled out and then, bam, out of nowhere, ISIS decided to surrender. They were on the brink of surrendering, and America just walked out the back door to let the government handle their business.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very yeah. happy though. This is. I mean, this I think, is something... I think this, this is like one of those things where like everyone's gonna be happy about this. Exactly. Well, hopefully everyone is. Even if everyone hate...
0: except for the capitalist elites on Washington you and know, the ISIS members. Always... ISIS <laughs> members and American politicians are gonna be very upset about this. But I don't care about any of them. I care about the American people, and this is a yeah, big let win. Let me tell because... you. Let me
2: tell you what.
1: Those As of right now, I'd happy. say Trump made a good <laughs> call. Yes. Very I'd good. say Trump made a good call with it. I was apprehensive, but he he made a good call. And again, I think that he he should get praise when deserved, as well as criticism. He he did a good call. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of the things I'm so yeah. happy
0: because I this is one of the things like of all the things Trump has done in his presidency. This this pull out in Syria and Afghanistan has been one of the things that I've like. I love it, and I've supported it from the beginning. And to see it actually come into fruition, see like how well it's worked so far, as to this point, it makes me happy. And I give Trump a lot of credit because, I mean, I'd like to think I'm pretty critical of Trump, but like I said, when he does something I really like, I'm not going to be quiet about it because I'm not quiet about it when he does stuff I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and, and this there's is, this a fam- was good. This was good for him. There's a famous saying where if you say something bad. Or if you say something good about someone, four people would hear it. But if you say something bad, then 10 people are going to hear it. You hear a lot more about the negatives just because people like to complain a lot. But when you hear about the positives, it tends to get washed out a lot. And I think that that is one of the problems with the media today is that all it does is highlights all of these either flaws, whether they are actual flaws or made up by the media. Regardless, it's just I negative. Mean,
2: yeah, you're right. You're right. Because like message. I, like I have not heard a lot of stuff about like, like all the pullout and everything. I've not heard about
0: that. Yeah, it's been quiet, especially. I mean, yes, we've just found out like within the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours that ISIS surrendered. So we'll probably hear more about it this week. But I haven't yeah, yeah. heard much yet. Like I mean, in the last day or two, like,
2: it's been like yeah, like I, I like you told me that before we started you guys told me I'm like oh really that happened I haven't even
0: heard about because they don't want to talk about it and that's another big thing and this is I think a bipartisan criticism of Washington because both rep and it's one thing you notice and it's one thing I talk about all the time that in Washington you notice that it's a bipartisan thing that all congressmen and all senators in both parties support all of those wars in the Middle East and I just Find it way too coincidental for that to just be, oh, yeah, everybody supports fighting for America's good. And like, there's just no way that they all just support it unequivocally with no question. Yeah. There,
2: I mean, you got, there's got to be a couple of
0: people who, like, yeah, I don't like war.
2: But I think you, I think you had it right. It, it might have been either you, Matt, or Ben, that they want to go to war just because it makes them money. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, that's what I said. Cause like, at the end of the day, if you look at all those congressmen and all those senators, I guarantee you over half of them have made six figures off of that war at bare bones minimum.
2: I I guarantee you, like, everyone's, like, happy about ISIS. There's, but, like, afterwards, there's one people in the back and it's like, man, I kind of needed that. <laughs> that, that ain't going to make some money. I mean, I, I almost guarantee with how, like, with what you guys say about money. Because it's, I mean, it is true. Yep. I mean, I'm happy. I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, my Uncle X, who was serving, I think he was in Syria, so I think he was sent home. Yeah, he
0: was. The, every, we pulled out every single troop that was American in Syria. So
2: I, He was either in Syria or not, so I'm going I'm I'm to I'm have to of a Texans. I, yeah, I was going
0: to say, because Syria, words. we pulled out all, I think it was like 3,000. All the troops in Syria are gone. And then in Afghanistan, out. it's half so we pulled out seven thousand in afghanistan
2: okay so i think he might have been in afghanistan i don't know like i said i'm gonna have to give him a text
0: yeah yeah but i mean yeah Yeah. overall this is a very good move i'm very happy so yeah this is
2: this is good i like this
0: okay and we're gonna start moving into the local sector of topics now so the first local topic i want to talk about is the lhs library database of political science so I'm at Ohio high school in Massachusetts. They have the library, obviously, in their school, and in that library, they That's use the Inst- my God. <laughs> okay, it's late, and <laughs> they in their library they use the Gale Institute in database for all of their information for like history classes and whatnot like that. So I just wanted to show you in the lights that they portray conservatism and liberalism. So I will start with conservatism, and I'm just going to read some quotes from them talking about conservatism and liberalism and stuff. The first thing I want to point out that they got completely wrong was when they started talking about conservatism, they say, quote, Conservatism is a national and political movement that began to congeal in the mid-20th century as a reaction to the New Deal welfare state. So this database, the Gale Institute database for Information it's insinuating, and the conservatives have only been around since the 1920s. And this is also what the school is telling every student to use for their information. So they're saying that conservatives have only been around since the 1920s. I don't think that that's idiotic. That no, it's not, it's more than not true. It's just idiotic, like the fact that, and it gets worse, like this is just the start of it. That was just kind of like, I'm sure like it was a hiccup or something, but they get opinionated. So another quote I want to talk about is they say, quote, the Civil War South produced a distinctive intellectual conservatism, which a critique of unfettered democracy, federal power and bourgeois individualism was increasingly tied to a defense of slavery. So here they're saying that the classic Republicans are the ones who wanted slavery, which is idiotic because Abraham Lincoln was the one who fought a civil war to free the slaves and he was the first Republican president
1: ever and, like, it's and also let's just re, let's remember that well Republican and conservative is not necessarily the same thing Republicans have the common um, conservative beliefs most of them and they're both right-winged and Abraham Lincoln he was an abolitionist president and when you think about the constitution and you think about and you think about all of our the conservative viewpoints, it is on equality and freedom for all. This is yep. not it's not yes, for sir. a certain person, and that is a conservative viewpoint. That is a traditional viewpoint that has been shared for ages. I mean you have Quakers in the 1700s who believe that so this isn't a, it isn't like you had to be a radical liberal to say that slavery is bad because conservatives believe slavery is bad and it happened to be that the liberals were actually in control of the south at that time and they didn't actually switch control until 1994.
0: yep and then we'll move on to liberalism when they're talking about liberalism and their little propaganda article but then obviously in their article when they're talking about liberalism they talk about how beautiful and just it is and how they are fighting for the social rights of everybody and republicans have always fought against the social rights of everybody but the one particular thing that i want to point out that just really is confusing me is
2: uh-huh. they
0: say the they mention how the founding fathers were all liberals and supported limited government which is an oxymoron liberals and limited government do not go together. Liberals always have wanted more government. They've wanted a more centralized government. They've never wanted limited government. Limited government is an idea. Okay, and that's even basic politics. Like, everybody knows that even moderate Republicans just want limited government as opposed to moderate Democrats wanting more government. Like, that is just – that shouldn't even be, like – like, it's gotten to the point where they're so – not even believing in their own beliefs anymore, that they have to lie and say the Republican beliefs to get people to be
1: Democrats, like and that's also, where we're at. What and when you look at our founding fathers, they were they were so far from that. They believed in such a limited, decentralized government with with a ton of state individual state rights, and they had the Article of Confederation for the Constitution. The, the it is, I think, a complete reteaching of history saying that liberals today believe in these same values when they just do not. I cannot name one current liberal who says that a decentralized, limited government is the way to go. Not one.
0: <laughs> well.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, no, but seriously, and that's – and I think you said it perfect. And I think of anything – I'd say the founding fathers were pretty libertarian. That would be my bet, that they're relatively they libertarian. They were. They're. They with, with the exception of a couple ideas, they're relatively libertarian. So, mm-hmm. for them to suggest that that and just coin that as liberalism is literally showing that they just don't even believe in their own. They know that their beliefs are bad, so they're just taking others and like shoving them in there and saying that's liberalism. So vote Democrat. So, I think uh, it just honestly shows to how dumb they think people are. Like, they think that yeah, they just think it's like the slave mentality where everybody's just going to automatically believe what they say and nothing's going to happen and we're just a bunch of mind slaves and everybody's too stupid to think for themselves. Which in some cases is true, but if I think for the most part, I think the liberals and I think elitists in Washington really underestimate how smart and how intelligent Americans actually are.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, And, and what's I'm really tired. sad is, this is complete brainwashing, for, especially for students who don't know much about this, who are young in age, and who are trying to set their own definitive viewpoints on the world, and then they're just fed this. So they're like, oh, I don't like slavery. Oh, I'm a liberal. And then you <laughs> see them completely not seeing Omar's tweets against um, Jews in Israel, and there's just not a, there's just not a connection between what they say and what is the actual truth. Yep, Do
0: you have absolutely. any other
1: yeah. um, quotes for that?
0: Uh, no, I mean, those were the big ones. I mean, obviously, they just talked about the basic, like liberals want social rights and uh, liberals fight for everybody, regardless of anything. And support everyone all around the world like Oh and they also all, said that Abraham Lincoln was a liberal. Yeah, that too. That, I forgot <laughs> Did they the, really? Yeah. Yeah, they no, and that one that one's not just this this Gill Institute though. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago. So do you know who Dinesh D'Souza is? The guy he made the documentary Hillary's America like three years ago, four years no. ago. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> so, so, he in that documentary he was shown how like this is literally exactly what's happening, that Democrats are like hiding the good history of Republicans. And one of the things he showed was he went to Washington and he went to the Democratic National Museum on Capitol Hill. And in the Democratic National Museum, they had a picture of Abraham Lincoln up hanging in the Democratic historical museum. Trying to claim that he was a Democrat and that's what they do. It's a revisionist history tactic and I hate it. And it's one of the things that drives me nuts. And that's one of the big things on it. But. Worse is that
1: being taught as fact in schools. Exactly. And And I know that my school and my teachers are not alone in this country as far as their teachings. Yep, and that's something
0: I want to segue into this next thing about the school propagandizing this stuff, and that is the uh, LHS LGBTQ poster. So basically,
1: I mean, I don't go there, so Ben can talk a little more about it. So okay, so not right? all, so it's LGBTQ plus sign because there's a lot more, and th- so basically they have posters that are not really school appropriate. I wouldn't say. Because all it is is it's a poster saying all these different sexualities and all these different people who are attracted to different things. and it just I just feel like it does not belong in the just advertising in the school. So to name a few that they put up posters for, so they've asexual, bisexual, pansexual, and then a drag queen that they put posters for. It's. I don't. Why I don't would see they, how
2: drag queen is a sexual orientation. I don't. I don't know. Because it's not. I'm, it's, I'm they, sorry if anyone listening who's who identifies as a drag queen. I just really. I I can't see it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> but that's fine. And if you want to do drag, that's fine. Playing people do drag, but it's not a sexual orientation. Like,
1: seriously, yeah, no. they had a like. I know. I know. Transgenders on
0: there. I know personally, there's a guy that I know who does drag queen, and you'd never guess it. Like, he's just a regular guy. He has his job and he works every day, but he's a drag queen. And it's a hobby. That's all it is to him. It's just he enjoys doing it. It's fashion. It's stuff like that. It's got nothing to do with sexual orientation. Most of the time, they're actually not even gay or any different orientation than just straight. So, to try to just add it into the sectionality of, like the
1: lgbtq plus whatever it is like that's just here's wrong. My, my thing with this my big grudge is that is that you should not have what you are sexually attracted to define you be just because yeah. you are a girl and are attracted to girl parts yeah. that does not define you that isn't something to be proud of i shouldn't be proud that i like females just as some other guy shouldn't be proud that he likes whatever he likes because it doesn't define you. I don't say, I don't do that. I don't say because I like females, that's going to define my entire life.
2: That's who I am. You have,
1: you have your own goals. You define yourself through your actions. You define yourself through your ideas and your merit and just, and just having, some attraction to something does not make you a better or worse person and it doesn't really mean anything it just doesn't
0: absolutely you
1: Uh, you have these things that are outside of what most people would encounter and and they're they're really just this doesn't need to be advertised it just does not yeah i agree yeah, and while I would say. You can't
2: have sexuality to find you. That's just. Yes, it's part of who you are, but like, kind of like exactly what you said. You have to have your own goals in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it like is actually, what I, it is.
0: Like, I, you're I mean, not you alone. Said it perfectly. I can't add anything else to that. Yeah, it's like you're not alone, and that's fine. If you have that sexuality, you have that sexuality, that's fine. That's life. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't. Like, that's the problem I feel like, and that's why a lot of people don't support the lgbtq plus on the right i mean i don't personally have a problem with them but i feel like a lot of people get straight <laughs> whatever it's to be well i yeah but the I, thing i was going to say is i think a lot of people get straight away from them because a lot of people you meet nowadays that are homosexual or pansexual or whatever in the spectrum or whatever it is they make it their character they make it who they are like you can't not talk to them and have like a converse, not have a conversation about them being gay or their sexuality like it always comes up and it's just literally all about who they are like it should the, be just that one thing that defines you you're a person with other qualities as well and it
1: should be that way the thing that they mistake a lot some of the people some of them are just regular people and some of them should be respected but some of them act in such a disrespectful way to other people Because of different views that they mistake being judged for those actions as an attack on their entire um, sexual identity or gender identity or whatever it is. They don't see that Mm -hmm. actions speak louder than their words and that if they talk dirty, if they say bad things, if they act disrespectful, it's going to bite them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. So. I want to really quickly just move in. We got one more uh, vocal topic, and then we'll kind of wrap this up because it's been a long episode. So in this one, I'm going to pretty much leave for Ben because he has a lot to talk about because he's kind of the one who orchestrated this. But uh, he founded the Conservative Club at law Meadow High School. The first for yeah, you, Benny. Thank you.
1: So you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I. So I. Basically, so our school has had a Democrats club every single year since I've been in, at this high school. And I know most schools, especially in Massachusetts, they have Democrats clubs. But I, but there isn't a conservative club and there wasn't representation for people who have differing views of this. And while I know that some people have like thrown around in the past ideas of starting it, it never happened. So I figured this was my senior year, might as well leave a mark, and I decided to start the Conservatives Club. So it's different than the Democrats Club in that it isn't a party. It is more of a ideology because I really don't want people to be boxed into voting one particular party. I want people who vote based on merit and based on ideals. So and and I just think that it's really important to have different viewpoints represented in, the, in a school, especially when this school has had so much bias towards the left and having teachers just shoving propaganda down kids' throats, having all of these posters and stuff in school. I just, I just had enough. So I founded it. We had our first meeting last Thursday. We had a, we had a fairly good turnout and i'm really excited i hope that we can get together and debate the democrats club at the end of the year because i think that that would be really fun and i think that that would be a good experience with people to learn other sides of the of the political spectrum and i'm i'm just excited to see how it turns out yeah absolutely ben i think that's great (laughs) And I think you brought up a really good point there
0: that like if you feel like you've had enough and you just don't feel represented then go do take some action do things like yeah. that and
1: that's something that you got to I know right. a lot
2: step it up
0: boy you did it. I, I know a
1: lot of people who felt the same way and that's why they joined the club because they feel like they don't belong cuz especially in this school people just don't belong because they have differing views than the school establishment views it it and that kind of that's upsetting that people
2: maybe could feel left out because they have different views and that that's why it's kind of it's cool that you did something like this so you're you're a voice for people and you know what I'm proud of you what i want
1: is i want people who have their own voice both in and out of the club and i and i specified with this club that i don't necessarily necessarily want just conservatives to join i want libertarians independents And I want liberals who want to just learn the other side of the, of the um, political spectrum. I think it's important to learn and I don't want to limit anything, which is again, why I chose conservative rather than Republican. Yeah, absolutely. I like that, Ben. I mean, I think
0: you brought up a good point that I wanted to mention though, just to be active in your community. And we, we, hope that you guys as listeners don't just kind of hide your views. Cause I mean, we've done that for a while and I did that for a while. and Ben did that for a while and mm-hmm. it's not fun hiding as a conservative and it's good to have a community of conservatives amongst you. Like something like I do, like I go to conventions and I go to gatherings and organizations in my area. So you can get involved on a local level and meet other people who feel the same way as you and develop relationships within a community of people who think just like you. So you don't always have to necessarily feel that left out. So I think it's very important to be active in the political community and listen to our show is nice. And having these views is great and all and learning is great. But at the end of the day, we definitely encourage you to go out and get involved in politics because it's
1: something so important to all of us at this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a voice and your voice is useless unless if you use it. So you Absolutely. need to you need to speak out, you need to give your own thoughts and just do you. Don't let anybody tell you what to believe. Don't don't let us tell you what to believe. Just just believe what you want and let facts and logic speak for themselves.
0: Absolutely. I think that's perfect. I want to emphasize what you just said there too. Don't let us tell you what to think Cause do your research day, yourself. At the end of the day, we are here because we enjoy talking and we want you guys to hear our conversation too in hopes that you may get something out of the conversation. Whether it's agree or disagree or just debate because that's what it's all about. It's just taking something from it. If you agree with us, that's great. If not, that's great too. Just the fact that you're putting effort into listening to multiple podcasts and listening to people that with different opinions and having different points of view and that's the biggest thing in learning and developing your own opinion that's something that i did and that's kind of how i found myself being a conservative that i kind of just did the research myself and kind of learned as i went along what i did and didn't agree with and that's kind of where i found myself Hmm. yeah yeah i so, I def- definitely yeah. agree yeah so that's a good point to end on, I think. So that's going to wrap it up for all our topics. But before we go, I'm going to do, obviously, like book like usual books I'm reading. Right uh, now, yes.
2: the books. Mo-
0: yes, the books. So most recently, the book I'm reading right now is Mortal Republic, How Rome Fell into Tyranny by Edward J. Watts. And this book is all about how Rome fell and collapsed after ruling so strong for hundreds of years. Watts is a historian, so he analyzes a lot of like documents and stuff, accounting, things going on at that time in Rome, and he kind of shows how we can apply it to, like, preventative measures in modern-day America because, like, obviously we're very similar to Rome in the sense that we've ruled for so long. We were a type of republic, and they, just like us, were not immune to any corruption, and it kind of is what caused their downfall into tyranny. So he kind of has a lot of correlations between modern-day America and Rome in the book, and he kind of urges us to kind of fix the corruption going on in the government. I mean, I'm not done with it yet. I think I'm only about 73 (coughs) pages in, but it's just overall. How how big is the book? It's about 240 pages, something like that. That's not bad. So about like, what, a quarter? Yeah, so, and and, I mean, it's really just a good book. Like, I'm enjoying it. Like, I enjoy things other than just regular politics. I enjoy things like this. I enjoy history. I just recently, before that, I read uh, The Life and Narrative, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. And, like, I just love learning things like this and it's important because history is just as important as current events and stuff like that because opinions are great and all but learning from history we can learn exactly what to and what not to do in the future those who
1: don't learn from history are destined to repeat it exactly so i was i was was just about to say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so That's
0: books I'm reading, so that's going to wrap it up for the show, guys. Real quick, before we go, I just want to talk a little bit about what's been going on with the podcast, why we've been so inconsistent, stuff like that. I just wanted to point out that, like I said at the beginning of the show, and like I don't know if you were on our live stream uh, last week during the State of the Union, but yes, this – this last month has been rough me and ben have been very busy because we're seniors we're finishing out our school years we're kind of dealing working out our futures right now we're trying to get as much consistency as possible but january is just rough i mean we've missed a couple weeks and thank god it was only a couple weeks i mean i think we only missed about three weeks of episodes so i definitely want to start getting back on to uh regular uploading we're probably not going to be doing just the regular on sundays like we have been we're probably just going to be able to upload whenever a lot of news piles up so whenever everything gets really congested we're just going to make an episode on stuff and then put it out but overall no. we if you are still here and you're still watching we genuinely appreciate it because i mean just because we took a hiatus doesn't mean we don't enjoy this i I definitely still want to do this i enjoy it, it
2: what's up I just said stay loyal. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. (laughs) Anybody who stays loyal, you know, just we we really do appreciate it. Because, I mean, we're not the biggest podcast, but, I mean, the interactions we've had with the people who actually do interact with us, it's been great. Everybody, we've had nothing but great positive feedback, and we've seen numbers go up in the past about – like, right before that hiatus, we had some really good numbers for the first time. It was because we were having that consistency, because we had winter break. So, I mean, we're going to try our hardest to get episodes out as much as possible. But I promise, once we get to the summer, it's going to be regular, regular uploads. Like, multiple per week, probably. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, other than that, though, guys, it, it was a really long episode. But I'm glad we got It was a long one. To- yeah, we but that's we got to catch one. back up and we got back into the swing of things. And I also want to thank Dom for coming on, and I also want to thank Chase for coming on, who's not mm. even. My right pleasure.
2: My pleasure. This was this was a fun one. Uh, this yeah, was-
0: absolutely.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. No
2: problem. Have yeah. fun getting that's-
1: this one, boys.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us, guys. So as always, I'm Matt, and I'm Ben. And we're the Free Will Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Merka.